0: You're listening to a message from Mercy Culture Church, home of Pastor Landon and Heather Schott in Fort Worth, Texas. For more information about Mercy Culture and ways that you can be a part of it, visit mercyculture.com.
1: Good morning, Mercy Culture. My name is Landon. I'm the senior lead pastor of Mercy Culture Church. The vision of our church is to take people from corporate encounters with God to daily personal encounters with God. Here's what that means is we don't want you just to encounter God once a week in a church service, but we want you to encounter the presence of God every single day. Because when you get in the presence of God, it's so easy to hear him. When you begin to hear God and obey God, everything in your life begins to change. So here at Mercy Culture, we are passionate about God encounters, and we want to help you discover how you best connect with God. So we do this through our membership, which is really discipleship. It's really easy. You can text connect at the number that comes on the screen, or you can go to mercyculture.com and click connect. You watch a few short videos about our church, and then you take this amazing connect with God assessment. And here's what it'll do. It will show you how you best connect with God. Because here's the thing is we've done this disservice in the body of Christ where we've tried to make everyone connect with God like the pastor or the worship leader and the truth is is that everybody connects with God differently but when you discover how you best connect with God it is a game changer for your spiritual growth and we want you to spiritually grow so we want to help you connect with God on a daily basis so if you have not yet done this I want to encourage you take the next step go through connect I never get tired of people telling me how their spiritual walk has been changed by learning how they best connect. With God. And it doesn't matter if you've been walking with the Lord for two weeks or 20 years, when you discover this, it is a game changer to your spiritual growth. So take that next step and go through Connect. Amen? Hey, we're excited. This next weekend, we are doing our very first youth conference for all of our students in student ministries. It's Friday and Saturday. I'm going to be preaching. I I feel so honored. I get to preach to all the students on Friday night. I'm going to be preaching on Friday night. Uh, It'll be Saturday. It will be a life-changing time for your students to get in the presence of God. So uh, if you have a teen, I don't know the exact ages, teenager, junior high, high school, text that number or that word to that number to register for this weekend's student conference. Amen? Amen. Hey, we are so excited about today's guests. One thing that we do on Father's Day and Mother's Day is we always bring in a a guest speaker to come and minister just so I could be a dad today or Heather could be a mom on, on Mother's Day. And uh, this next speaker, I am so excited about. Uh, we've been uh, relationship, begin relationship with the Boyens here uh, for a few years now. Uh, and they are so rare, not only in the body of Christ, but in our world. Yaku is one of the most incredible human beings I've ever met, and I'm not saying that loosely. He is a reformer of our time. He's one of the most respected voices in the anti-human trafficking industry around the world. You see him regularly on major news outlets. Uh, He's meeting with uh, governors. He's meeting with presidents. He's literally impacting the world. Heather invited him out to the responsibility dinner for the justice uh, residents here a, a couple months ago. And when I was listening to him minister, I literally felt like I could run through a wall. And what I I love about this man is he's a man's man, but he's sensitive to the Holy Spirit. He was a professional athlete. He's a he's a, a businessman, but he's this beautiful, sensitive minister of the Lord. He actually really reminds me of King David where he was the warrior king, but the worshiping king at the same time. I remember sitting in this room at the responsibility dinner, listening to him passionately minister, and the thought went through my head was, I would follow this guy into any battle. And this morning, I could not think of anyone who's greater to come and minister to this house, the families of this house, the fathers of this house. Would you please stand your feet, put your hands together in honor, a gift of God to mercy culture, the body of Christ, our friends, Yaku Boyitz.
2: Pastor, check 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 check. It's on. Check check. Hello hello. Okay, we're there. Pastor Landon, um, Pastor Heather, for me and my family, and my wife, our three kids that are—they're having time of their lives back there. We honor you. We honor you, Heather. Thank you. Vanessa and Emily, Scott and Lisa for taking care of us. I started the first service by saying this, and I'm going to repeat it. In COVID, hospitality died. Mercy culture is bringing it back. I promise you. It's it's the most amazing thing to, to not know somebody and walk in and be grafted in as family. That's the kingdom of God. I happen to be 50% Jewish, that's a whole different story, but the Gentile gets grafted in, the favor bestowed upon to the point where God says, because I'll bless the Gentiles so much, it's jealousy in the Jew that will bring them back to my heart, and then we can have a sermon series about America's purpose for another day, for today it's the Father, it's the Father's heart. So the sermon title is, From Father to Son to The Father. And I want to tell you something's going to happen today. A great trade is going to happen here in this room today. A trade, like a football trade, like draft day. We're going to trade this player for that player. A great trade is about to happen. And the equalizer is going to walk in the room. In our culture today, we talk about diversity equity and inclusion and that's from the pit of hell what they really want is the equalizer jesus christ to walk in and make th- make things level make things equal what i'm saying is if you were raised without a father he makes it equal if you think you were behind in life because you were abused he makes it equal he levels the playing field you get to start new that's not really part of the sermon but here we go you get to start new He's the equalizer you've been looking for. He's the defender. He's the voice in the night. He's he's the one that stands in your gap. He sent his son. So I want you to read scripture with me. We're going to travel through scripture. And I just want you to posture your heart to let scripture speak to you. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. As we go through Scripture. And to the media team, thank you so much. You guys are absolutely unbelievable in this house. I want to start, and it may be a different order, media team, my apologies. But I want to start in James 1, if we can. We're going to start with James 1, right here, verse 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone, sit with that for a second. Understand that there are three voices in every single conversation. There are three voices speaking to you right now. It's God's voice, Satan, and your voice. God's voice, Satan, and your voice. Soon one day I'm gonna write a book where I wanna color those voices red, yellow, and green. God's voice green, Satan's voice red, your voice yellow. So that in every conversation, in every moment, you quickly color code. Who's speaking? Who's speaking? A word I have for this house, and it's a word of warning on Father's Day. And fathers, we honor you. God bless you. You, You're going to feel something today. But I want to bring a warning to this house. Never, ever, ever get used to mercy culture. Never, ever, ever walk in here and it's just another day. Never walk through those doors if your heart's not ready. You walk in here with a heart to receive new because every day he's the equalizer. Every day he makes the path straight. Every day he makes the path level. Not one time when you give him your life. Because you may walk in here and you're drinking from a well that's like Jacob's well, a well with living water, and you may not know it because you're not out there. You're not in a different church where they teach DEI and who knows whatever. You don't have a pastor over there called Landon Schott that will stand at this podium and deliver a sexually moral message. So let me tell you, you have other here. You can't get used to it. You can't when that blondie walks on the stage and throws fire, okay? And guy, she does. You can't get used to it because the second you tune out, it's like shutting the motor off of a boat and the current will drift you. Are you with me? That's what happened to America. We turn the motor off the boat, which means the motor has a rudder and God is at the steer of the rudder and you can fight the current and you turn the boat off because you get comfortable, America, because we're free, America, because it's easy to be a dad, America. It's really hard to be a father. Before we go to next scripture, this is the only nation where I have this battle and I had people attack me on social media and I was like, yes. Yes, they're attacking me. That must mean we're walking other. We're walking different. Only in America do we put the title dad above father. Okay, so let's get into scripture and look at that just for a second. If we can go to Psalm 27, please. This is David speaking. This is a life verse for me. 27.4. One thing I have desired of the Lord and that I will seek, seek it out, hunt it, go after it with fervor every day, every morning, every hour. Can we get to every minute? Can we maybe get to every minute? Where are you? Where are you, dad? Where are you, father? What is your voice? Because that's what his son did. Hey, boys, stay awake, pray. I got to go ask my dad what he has to say till blood comes out of his pores. Father, if this cup can pass me by, let it, but if not, let your will be done. Minute by minute, minute by minute. And he understood who his father was because Joseph did not stand in the desert with Jesus when Satan came. Joseph was nowhere to be found. So the excuse couldn't be, well, I didn't have an earthly father. But you know me, son. Tell Satan to get behind you. So in Psalm 27:4, David says, One thing I've desired of the Lord, and that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold what you behold, you become. What you behold, you become. Hello, Instagram. What you behold, you become. Hello, Constitution. What you behold, you become. Hello, GOP. What you behold, you become. Hey, man, hey, a successful businessman. What are you beholding? To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, what say you, Father, for this moment, for this minute, for this second? If we could go, please, to Isaiah 41. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. Who's God? Your God. Your God. Your God. Your God. When last did you claim him as yours? When last did you get jealous for him? Because he's jealous for you. When last did you get jealous for him in your house to say nothing will come into this house that's not of God? Nothing will come out of this mouth that's not of God. I'm jealous for him with my time. I'm jealous for him with my treasure. I'm jealous for him with my commitment. I'm jealous for him with my talents. I'm jealous for him with my children. I'm jealous for him with my marriage. I'm jealous for him with my history. When last did we talk that way? Ezekiel 33, please, media team. Hard word, Ezekiel 33. It's a word that I think is a word that covers this house. Do you know why? Because a son of God, with a really cool hat, a son of God, understands that he's a son of God. You cannot be a father if you're not first a son. No one comes out of the womb a father. You're first a son. Today, I'm going to ask you, mercy culture, the men in the room, it's time to become a son again. Become a son first again. From father back to sonship. Sonship. Then you can go be the father after the father's heart. So let's read this. So you, son of man... I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. Dangerous word because here's what happens when you're a watchman. I'm gonna continue. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die and you do not speak to warn the wicked on his way that wicked man shall die in his iniquity but his blood will be required at your hand that's where we are today as America we call good evil and evil good we don't warn although we know we go to the garden like Jesus and we ask the father hey what's true about being a man or a woman what's true about being a father and then we hold the information we've become spiritual gluttons we get fat 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 with information about Jesus. We do very little on squishing it out on people when we leave these doors. Take everything you got, everything you got, and go hand it out. With reckless abandon. Oh, the reckless love of God. Did we not sing that? When last were you reckless or are you pretty well contained? Do you play well between the lines like little bumpers at the bowling alley? <laughs> you know what? Do you know who gets the bumpers at the bowling alley? The kids. We're acting like spiritual children that have not yet tasted steak in the kingdom. But you come into this house where I promise you, you get steak. So you don't have an excuse. I'm sorry, Pastor Landon, No disrespect, but this house has no excuse to not be the watchman on the wall. This house cannot say I've not tasted truth. This house cannot say I've not seen an example of a man of God, a woman of God, a son of God, a father of God. You don't have that excuse. Maybe the Methodist church that's splitting at the moment. Maybe they'd have the excuse. Maybe, I don't know. But this house you don't. This house is other. You've got to ask God why you're here. I don't know how you got here. But you're here. There's favor on your life. You're grafted into a body that's chasing after God as he is chasing after you. Does that make sense? I want to pause there. God gave me something and I said, Lord, are you sure? And he said, yes. So I had to go to a storage unit and go dig something up. This blows my mind that we're doing this. God said, go get every single one of your rugby jerseys, from the first one to the very last as a professional athlete. And these jerseys, my wife hasn't even seen until the first service. These jerseys represent your life. And I'm going to ask you, As I pour them out, we're going to take a journey through your life. And we're going to do a great trade today, this morning. Lock the doors. (laughs) Chain the fences. (laughs) Put those little yellow booty things on every car. (laughs) Scott, go write citations if you have to. So let's see. This is your life. Ah, this one. And this resembles you, senior in high school. I haven't seen this jersey in decades. Number 15, senior in high school. You know what this jersey represents? A boy who has no father, who spoke, lived, and walked like an orphan, who groveled like a dog, who said with his mouth, I don't need a father. We had a belief system that the whole world is against me, so I'll fight them all. Made me vicious. Right from here, I went into the military, and I learned how to serve this jersey as if it was God. What's that in your life? What jersey in your life does this represent? When did you not serve God, but you served something else? When did you buy a belief system that you're an orphan? Let's look at another. Oh, this one. Yeah. Yeah, fraternity, college. This year resembles godlessness. But they called me preacher boy in the locker room. Oh, I remember. I can tell you. I can smell it. I know exactly the demons I was facing. I know the lies. What does this jersey represent in your life? Do you have one? Think about it. Where's your godless jersey? Where's your drug addicted, porn addicted, fornicative, maybe idol worship, witchcraft, possessed? You remember that jersey? I want you to think about it. You have one. Do a couple more. Oh, yeah, this one. Oh, this was an idol. Oh, I wanted to play for the Bulls, professional team. I played for the Lions and I wanted to play for the Bulls and then it happened. And oh, how I did it in my own strength. Oh, I did it. Oh, I did it because I could tell you how many hours I was in an ice tub. I can tell you how I healed from ACL surgery in this knee And 12 months later, blew out ACL in that knee. And on a bed in a hospital, I said, you watch me, Ponky, my doctor. I will play again. Looking back, God never intended for me to play again. Oh, I remember. I did it. I'll fix it. I'll fix the marriage. Oh, I know about God, but he's not in this. I gotta muster this. I gotta put my hands on the steering wheel. I remember that one. There's one I wanna show you. Oh, I remember this one. Oh, this one. Oh, pride. What's your jersey of pride? Think of your most prideful moment pride. Oh, this is the one where I got to represent my country. Oh, pride. And then I fell because pride comes before the fall. But this one, this one, my first jersey ever. I was six years old. I played for the U9 team. I was the youngest. I remember this jersey. This jersey is called pain. What jersey of pain have you framed and it's hanging on the wall? What jersey of pain, men, are you carrying? What jersey of pain doesn't allow you to tell your sons you love them? What jersey of pain doesn't allow you to look at your wife as a woman of God? What jersey of pain doesn't allow you to give that place of your heart to the Lord? What jersey of pain doesn't allow you to go outside the church and be as bold out there as you are in here? Maybe you were hurt by a church, by a pastor. Your father abandoned you. Think of your pain. I want you to think of your pain right now. The pain that's in your heart right now. This jersey resembles that pain. Let me tell you about pain. I got this jersey on a Saturday. It wasn't mine. This was my best friend's. 14 was not my number. My number was 15. And on a Wednesday, I'm playing. Yankee was his name. We're playing. We're climbing this high closet. We did it every day after school. I see him Wednesday, Saturday morning. His mom walks into the locker room, six years old, and she says, Yankee was on your closet, Yaku. He fell off and split his head open. Yankee died yesterday. I was six. A grown woman walks into a locker room, and she hands me his jersey, and she said, today, will you play for him? Looking back, I can tell you, that was borderline evil. Because what that did in that moment to a six-year-old boy, it put me on a path where I had a very whack belief system because of pain. And I played that game in this jersey. And the whole game as a six-year-old, I can remember, this is not right. This is not right. This is not right. And it stayed with me until I was 32 years old. This jersey can't fit on my thigh. This is a visual of your pain that you're carrying. But you're worshiping Jesus. You're saved. You want to be a father. Uh Uh-uh. Let's become a son again. Go get that pain jersey. Today, we're going to trade it. We're going to get rid of it. We're going to get rid of all this nonsense. How? By you identifying... What jersey, what mantle, what title have you been wearing, putting on your walls that need to go? And it's not just negative. It's your degree. If it's an identity, take it off the wall. Your house, trade it. Give it up. Not saying move, but spiritually, give it up. Your job, your title, your income. It's not just negative, it's all the positive idols that we so happily bring into this house and we worship God with it. So I'm putting this jersey on and I go, oh Jesus, I'm going to worship you with my pain. And he goes, yeah, but my son died for that. I want you to be a father to the fatherless, but you can't because a father transfers stuff. And God says, I'm not going to let you transfer this to a young boy. Your son torn Ezekiel boy and says, it's out there, you're not giving him this, buddy. You get rid of this crap before you go to your son. Because I go from glory to glory and glory to glory and glory to glory and glory to glory. So my ask of you is, what are the jerseys? Name them in your mind. Woman, name them, but men. Sons of God, Naaman. Is it pride? Could it be passive aggression in the marriage? Should I ask your wife? You may get an elbow. Could it be haughtiness? Could it be pride? Could it be silence as the Ezekiel 33 man that does not speak the truth when the moment arrives? What an honor if you have a moment where there's an army facing you and you're the only one. And they say, what say you? Surely he is the son of God. I'm going to speak truth. When men tell me, I'm the only Christian at my job. You don't know how hard it is. Go cry to Jesus because this is what he's going to tell you. It's an honor. It was an honor to be on the cross as the Son of God. It is an honor to be the only one. So see, outside these walls, it's not like this. You're going to see it in a minute. This house does not represent the culture out there. This house represents the culture of heaven, but your job is to take it to the culture out there. We need you to be fathers. Here's the problem with the American culture. You've elevated dad above father. So I go, hey, I did this podcast. We've elevated dad above father, and they attack me. And I go, okay, all right. If it wasn't so, in Scripture, Jesus says, do not cling to me. For I'm ascending to my Father. Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I'm ascending to my Father, Uh uh-oh, and your Father. Wait a minute. Jesus, are we brothers? I just gave you my life. I'm friend, I'm brother, I'm sacrificial lamb. I am am the one that said, Dad, let it be me and not Landon. Let it be me and not Yaku. Your father and to my God and your God. Because he had to ascend and occupy the mercy seat to complete the task. Satan forever destroyed. And now you and I can approach the mercy seat. We can approach him every minute as sons of God. To become fathers after God's heart. To father a nation. Bill Weyburn, your sheriff in Tarrant County. The new statistic in his jail is this. 80% of 30 and up. 80% of the incarcerated, 30 and up, were raised fatherless. 80%. But here's the new number. 30 and under, 90% are fatherless. Our nation needs fathers. A president is not your Messiah. A president can't fix what's wrong in your heart. A president can't take this jersey no matter how he talks to Xi Jinping. This jersey, only Jesus. This pain, only Jesus. Making this trade, only Jesus. It's not a man, it's not an institution, it's not a church. It's the Son of God. So the trade that I want you to make today is an intense one. The equalizer is going to enter the room. Now let me tell you a quick story. July 16, 2009, I'm 32 years old. And I come back from a trip. And Philippa, sitting here, 10 o'clock in the morning, my plane lands, I get home in Nashville, Tennessee. She's not out of bed. She's in bed. I'd never witnessed depression in my life. The next day, she's in bed. Day three, she's still in bed. Day three, she hasn't spoken a word to me. She hasn't gotten out of bed. I'm violently angry. I've got a list this long about all her mistakes, all the things she needs to fix as a young wife. We're married 17 months. July 16, 2009, two o'clock in the morning, I get on my knees in my living room in Nashville, Tennessee, and I declared with my mouth war against God as a saved, set free, baptized young man of God. I challenged God to a physical duel. Not in a dream. I'm intense. If I tell you I'm going to cut your kneecap out, I intend to cut your kneecap out. That's not hyperbole. So when I tell you today you're making a trade, you're making a trade today. This is not, We're doing things today. So this is what happens. I start my prayer like this on my knees and I throw a punch at God. And I said, you come down. You are the king of kings. You come down. (laughs) To that day, no one had ever spoken a prophetic word over me. I didn't know to that day that I was 50% Jewish. I didn't understand my inheritance. I was not a son of God. I could never be a father, not even close. At best, I could barely function as a friend. If I'm honest, I was serving sport as a God, and God was an afterthought. And as I throw a punch at God, in that moment, I yell at him, and I hear an audible voice. You take it or leave it, the rocks will cry out. You will see. Every knee will bow. I hear an audible voice come through the walls, through my bone marrow, and time stands still. And God says to me, Yaku, what are you doing? And I have the arrogance to reply to him, I will not move here. I'll do nothing you say until you fix my wife. And in my self-righteousness, I'm contending for my wife, but in a very ungodly manner. Because she's the problem. And God, the voice, starts at 2 a.m. And the voice did not end for six hours. I want you to hear what I'm saying to you. An audible voice did not stop for six hours. God immediately said, Philippa is not the problem. You are the problem. I have waited for you to give me 5 minutes your whole life so I can tell you why I created you. And I said, "Tell me." And he said, "I cannot because you don't fully belong to me." Wait, I'm preacher boy. I'm coming to you to tell you how to fix my wife. And I said, "What do you want?" And he said, "I want your relationship with your father." It was war. I reminded God of every moment my dad showed up drunk, every moment he abandoned us, every birthday he missed, when he wasn't there that day in the locker room to help me understand when a best friend dies what it means and I shouldn't wear his jersey. He wasn't there to protect me from a mom in pain to transfer her pain to another six-year-old boy. He wasn't there, God. Where were you? He goes, I was there. And we wrestled. And I found myself in the fetal position with a pain in my side, and I'd been knocked out a lot in my life. And I felt like I was blacking out, and I didn't know how to argue with him anymore. I had no pivot. Frank, I would lose the argument in the court of law. And I remember yelling at God, take it. Take this relationship with my dad. Take this jersey, take the pain. And there was a snap in my spirit, a physical like snapping a cord. And I felt it. And God said, I now have the relationship with your father. And I said, why did you create me? And he said, God said, I want the relationship with your wife. Oh, and we went to war because I had a list. And I'm standing and I am punching. I believe that the Holy Spirit protected me from the neighbors because it was pandemonium in my living room. And then I'm on the, on the ground in a fetal position in pain. And, he, and I hear a voice, you're going to die here. And I yell, take it. Take my marriage. And God says, now I own your marriage. And I said, why did you create me? And he said, I want, I, I want this. I want this. And he reminded me of jerseys. And he made trade after trade after trade. He reminded me. That when I was 13, I got hit by a bus as a pedestrian. They declared me dead in the street. This is a fact. At 6.30 in the morning, I got hit by a bus at 42 miles an hour that went through a red light as a pedestrian, as a kid. And I slept in my own bed that night. He said, I did that. You never gave me credit. You never honored me with your life. You didn't change that day after. For six hours, he purged me. We wrestled. I didn't know at the time that my name, Yaku, comes from Jacob. No one told me, hey, Jacob wrestled with God. I didn't know my Hebrew heritage or my Jewish roots. I was purged by God. And in the sixth hour, he is on another topic from when I was three years old and I don't even have recollection of this. And he says, I want it. And I go, I don't know, I don't even. And I yell at him, yell at him, take it all because I'm done, because I'm gonna die here. And he said, now you belong to me. I give you the keys of David. My spirit will hover over you. I'll send you to the nations. I'll open your mouth. Psalm 81%, I'll fill it. Within a week, I got prophecy. I saw dreams. He opened my eyes to angels, took me out of my body, took me to the upper prayer room and said, Son, here they worship me 24-7, but my heart weeps because everybody is invited, but so few will come. And I cried out to him and said, You have to prove to me that I'm a changed man. And he said, Go to Dallas, Texas. I'd never been here before. And I walk into a church. And a pastor stands on stage, and he's weeping, and he says, you, you, who are you? God says, you had an encounter with God five days ago. I have it on tape. You had a wrestle with the Lord, and he declared your destiny and your purpose over you. I became a son that day. I gained a father. So if we're going to talk about Father's Day, today you need to first again, even Pastor Landon, Go become a son. Go wrestle with God. And ask him. What have I not given you yet? We're taught in the word of God. Pray the word of God. Pray God's heart. Pray God's will. What jersey is still in your life. Framed on the wall. What jersey do you still wear? What jersey do you still carry? Because I'll tell you today. America does not wear the jersey of Jesus. And he wants this house, mercy culture, these men to wear the jersey of Jesus. One body. Arms, hands, feet, fingers. Not in competition with one head. He is the nervous system. He is the head. You will not be the father he's called you to be if you're not first the son. So a purging needs to happen in your life. A trade needs to happen. And you have to willingly give it up. So process. What have you not traded yet? What have you learned to hide in the middle of worship? As if we can hide from God. Saved, baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, dragging baggage. Dragging dirt, putting on that jersey. I said in the first service, even in the practical, it doesn't work. You know what happens if Dak Prescott at the first scrimmage, blue against white, offense against defense. The whole team is there. Dak historically walks out a little later. He walks out this coming August. They line up. Everybody's in blue and white cowboy star. Here they are, they're lining up. I play wide receiver, they're ready. And here comes Dak in a New England Patriots jersey. Or in a Green Bay Packers jersey. That boy will bleed. They will pummel him. They will they will house him down that like you cannot even believe. We do that every single day. We show up on the field of life saying, "I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian," but we don't wear the jersey. What is the jersey? The way I behave. What I say. What I do. How I turn the other cheek. How I could physically harm you now, but I choose not to. I extend grace and mercy. Hello, mercy culture. And that's to your spouse. Listen to me today. Your call is first in your home. You go become a father in your home. And then you can go father the nation. We need fathers. We are in desperate, desperate. I can't tell you, it's 911 fire alarm, smoke signals, Morse code. America is in significant distress because we don't have fathers. Women, you play a big role in this. I ask God a lot. Why Eve and not Adam? Why did Satan not go to Adam as the head? Say, so here's an apple, buddy. It's a good one. Your wife looks hungry. He went to Eve because we think men carry all the influence. But the truth is, women have influence. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. If things aren't right with your girl, things aren't right in your world. Tell me I'm a liar. And she knows it. So, women, don't abuse it. Because you have. You have suicide when they've emasculated the men in this country. You've suicide when they took your womb away. You've suicide when they say a woman has no value. You've suicide when they said a man can be a woman. You have not spoken life into Adam. You've been Delilah to cut off the hair of Samson. Well, husbands, how did that happen? Because we didn't invest in our wives. See, this is a helpmate for helpmate situation. Remember, I blamed Philippa, and God said, not Philippa. By the way, she woke up that morning, has never had another moment of depression in her life. God literally, God literally used my wife To bring me to my knees and to my senses. My prayer over you men today is that he's going to use your wife. Don't abuse the power, women of God. Don't you dare. Rather use your influence and bring life, speak life into a son of God. Call him a son of God. Tell him, hey, you know that jersey we've been struggling with? I'm going to stand with you and we are going to trade it, man of God. You don't, woman of God, remind him that he has that jersey every day and poke and poke. You say, I'm with you. We're with him. Healing is coming in here. Because we need you, man of God, son of God, to become a father to this nation. We need you. You're about to see something in this house that I promise you this country does not know. This is going to be epic because it is a snapshot of what this nation needs and you already have it in this house. I personally would argue, not to put pressure on the man, I would argue it's because the head pastor in this house, I believe, has a clear understanding of sonship. Because when he's preaching, it comes out and therefore he is a father of the house. Is he perfect? No, he's being perfected. But I'm telling you, you're drinking from a very, very lively well. Don't miss it. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to say a couple things. And men, because it's Father's Day. You know, I heard the other day, there's actually 183 pro-pride days a year. Not just one month. There's 183. I mean, we can have one day where we can say, Fathers of God, let's rise up. So let's do it. Let's make a trade. Let's let the great equalizer move in and equalize, meaning balance the pH in the room. Make sense? in your life, in your house, in your family. So men, I'm gonna say some things. If any of this pings your heart, in the picture of, I I got that jersey, yep, I do. Dang it, I wish no one would ever know it. But this crazy South African is listening to God and now he's pinging this jersey. Because I am a hunter, I will find Satan. Because I love putting my foot on his throat. I mean, there's no more joy in my life. No more joy. You know what a lion does in the Serengeti? And you can go watch. Hunters try to do this. We, we, we kill a, 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 a whitetail or an axis and we sit on it and we hold the head up and we take a picture. You know what a lion does in Africa? They take a prey down. They take both feet, both front feet. They stand on it with a chest and they look like this. And they go, yeah, I am the king of this Serengeti, okay? I want you to be able to stand on the carcass of the jerseys and of Satan in your life. I want the Lion of Judah to roar over the jerseys that you've been holding on to in your life. And then I want the daughters of God to see what it looks like when a man of God is a son of God and is called up to be a father of God. Because, woman, something's about to happen inside you. You just wait. So, men, I'm going to say a couple things. If it pings your heart that maybe this jersey is in your life somewhere, or maybe you want to make a trade, I'm going to ask you to stand. Oh, come on, dude. Publicly? Yes, publicly. He didn't hang on the cross in private. Okay? Wasn't be in the inner courts, and they whooped him over there in the inner courts, and then they crucified him. By the way, do you know that at the time, it was more honoring to be crucified upside down than upright? They took every single measure to disgrace him. Everything. And yet, the one that spared his side, when the veil torn and it was blackness, he said, surely, that was the son of God. Today, you're going to say, surely. The son of God gave his life to me, and I'm going to be a son of God. So, pride in your life. Proud of your accomplishments. Proud of your family. Proud of your car. Proud of your outfits. Proud of your cool hat. Proud, proud of... <laughs> I had to do it. Trust me, that man will stand up for many jerseys. He will kill every single bad jersey in his life. Fear, shame, condemnation, guilt, addiction, 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 addiction haughty eyes, lust, timidness, regret, holding your tongue when you shouldn't, not being a watchman on the wall, not warning, looking at your spouse as the one with the problems, word curses, wrong belief systems, the spirit of accusation, Pouring out of your mouth, accusing the church, blasphemy, hatred, apathy, comfort, and fill in the blank. Any jersey that you have that God is pinging your heart with that I didn't mention, I'm asking you to stand Women, I'm going to ask you right now with loud, audible voice to declare and proclaim. I'm asking you to start praying in the spirit or in English or in whatever language you want to, but start declaring sonship over these men right now. Speak it over them. Declare it over them. Start praying over them. Bless them. Anoint them. Speak favor over them. And if there's a man standing alone, some woman, go over there and pray over this guy. Across this room, let the Esther's intercede right now. Keep praying. Let, Let us hear your voices. Even a stranger, just extend your hand to a man and a son of God and start declaring sonship. Sonship. Because we're about to make a trade. We're about to see the equalizer come in. And those words will not return void. Those words will bear fruit. Those things will manifest in your life. It's not a spirit of accusation, it's a spirit of redemption, it's a spirit of liberty. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that's being poured out over you. Now I'm going to ask you men, if you can turn your eyes to me. Thank you, woman. Men, don't sit, don't sit. I have another bag, but it's a spiritual bag and it's filled with jerseys. I'm taking that bag, this spiritual bag, and I'm pouring it out here. And I'm asking you to make a trade. I'm asking you boldly, not for me, not even for that amazing daughter you're holding in your arms, but between you and God Guy, Landon, Scott, Frank, Benji, Isaac make a trade today but here's the deal you don't get to take it back you don't get it back so don't come here and come pick up the jersey that says redeemed one covered in the blood of Christ don't come take this jersey it's an act of faith and all powers and principalities will see and this will echo in the supernatural in the spiritual but if you're willing to make a trade today for whatever that jersey is you're still holding, or jerseys that you need to trade for sonship so that you can become the father we need you to be, if you're serious about it, if your heart is right, if today is that day between you and the King of Kings, between you and and a Son of God. That I'm going to ask you in an act of faith, in a spiritual act, to come to the front and come make that trade. Spread out, spread out. Come on, guys, from the rafters. We're making a trade today. We're making a trade today that's going to impact your family. It's going to impact your wife, your life, your future, your future wife. It's going to impact this city. It's going to impact this state. And it's going to change this nation. From where? From this house. From this house. Women, I want you to look. I want you to see. That there are men that want to do it in a manly way according to the word of God. I want you to see that these men are not going to overcorrect and abuse women because their power was taken from them. They're not going to listen to the Andrew Tates of the world. They're going to listen to Jesus. Jesus. These men are not going to overcorrect. They're going to walk with the plumb line because these men to God are saying, I'm trading that jersey. So men, right now on your own, in your own language, women, just cover him with your hands in prayer. Make the trade between you and God. You name whatever that jersey is. Make that trade. Take this from me, Jesus. Cover it with your blood. I trade it for sonship. Show me who I am as your son because I must. Be a father after God's heart for this generation. Make that trade. I'm going to give you a minute. Make that trade. Jersey after Jersey after Jersey. Lay them down once and for all, and you don't pick it up again. You will be a changed husband, a changed man walking out of these doors. Favor is going to fall upon your life. New wine skin is coming into your camp. New oil will flow. New wine will flow. Now, men, I'm going to ask you to turn around. Face the audience. Women, find your guy. Find your guy. Or any woman, just I want you to look in the eyes of a man. And then, man, I'm asking you to the best of your ability to repeat after me. I'm a son of God. Louder. I'm a son of God. I'm a son of thunder. I walk in righteousness. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. I'm a son of God. I'm after the Father's heart. I'm a son of thunder. I approach the throne room. God is my Father. I'm his son. I'm a son of God. Louder, I'm a son of God. I'm a man of God. The blood of Jesus covers me. Now let the Lion of Judah roar. Let it roar! Let it roar! Let it roar! Yeah! Let it roar! Jesus! Father God, we say thank you, Lord Jesus, for the blood, the blood that covers it all. Thank you that we can be sons, that we can take vulnerability, insecurity, pain. Thank you, Jesus, that we just saw the pain jersey crucified. Father, I pray a favor over these men. They will look different. They will will smell different. They'll walk different. They'll speak different. They're going to be fathers to the city, fathers to the state. And God, may you change America through these fathers, through these men of God, through these sons of God. And may you anoint the daughters of God, the daughters of Christ, the Esthers in the room. Anoint them to speak life, Father God, into these men these sons of thunder, these sons of God, these righteous ones, these ones covered in the blood of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Go and walk as a son of God and you will become a father to the fatherless. Thank you so much. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Landon. God bless you.
0: As Yaku was ministering, I was reminded of a scripture that the Lord brought to me this week and it's Ephesians 4, 21 through 24. And it says this, when you heard about Christ, and you were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. I wanted to remind the men of this house this morning that you have a former life now. You have a former way of life. And guess what? Tomorrow the enemy is going to come and try to put the old jersey on you and try to say, no, you weren't healed. No, you weren't delivered. No, that was an emotional moment. That wasn't a real moment the presence of God. But I wanna remind you what the Word of God says this morning. It says to put on that new self. Every single morning when you get up, you make the choice not to put on the old jersey, but you make the choice to put on your new self. So Lord, this morning, I declare over every man in this house, you shall not cave to the lies or the persuasive ways of the enemy i declare the truth of god is in you and within you and shall set you free and i declare today you begin a new freedom walk that you have put on a new self lord i pray for the courage i pray for boldness i pray for the fire of god and the anointing of god to anoint them every single day to put on their new self that is made like god in his image of true holiness and righteousness declare of you men of this house you are men of God you are men of holiness you are men of righteousness do not cave to the world's ways do not cave to what Instagram says a man has to be or has to look like I declare the addictions of your past Would you declare the spirit of shame? Bow this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Bow, 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 bow. I declare every lie of the enemy that's said of your past. Hold on a second, I just heard the Lord say that many of you are not walking just shame of what you have done but what you have not done. the Holy Spirit just provoke me and say, many in this room are walking in shame because you felt like you were a failure of a father. You felt like you were a failure as a son. or whatever else the enemy has said that you failed. Did you hear that video this morning? It doesn't matter if you didn't start then, all you have to do is start today. So Lord, I pray over these men, encounters with the Spirit of God like they've never had before. I feel the presence of God right now. Lord, I pray that you would just begin to reveal yourself in new ways to the men of this house. I pray they would you see new sides of you, every characteristic of you, God, would you just begin to reveal to them as shame breaks today. I declare that the transaction, that the trade today for shame, oh God, is everything. God, if you're asking for everything from them, I'm asking for everything from you and to these men. Would you pour all of who you are into these men? Would you show them the Father's heart and the Son's heart all together? Oh, I pray, God, reform their minds and their hearts as you make them new. And I pray the peace of God go with you, men. I declare that your head shall be held high today as you leave with the peace of God. And I pray like Yaku's testimony, like mine, I pray that they would be obsessed and completely addicted to your presence. God, I pray that they could not have enough of you. They couldn't hunger for enough of you. I pray even right now that you are multiplying a hunger and desire for your presence and for your word that you would draw them in the early morning hours and in the late nights, Father, I pray, when they can't sleep, that you would draw them to your word, you would draw them to their fireplaces, you would draw them to their floors, you would draw them to their knees. Lord, teach your sons, teach your sons this morning how to be fathers like you and teach us mothers, teach us women how to honor encourage, and bliss our men, we love you so much for being the greatest teacher, Abba. Can everybody just whip, whisper happy Father's Day to the Lord this morning? Happy Father's Day, happy Father's Day, God. We love you, we love you. Come on, can we just give a hand clap for the Lord? Give him all the honor and glory this morning. Well, I wanted to remind you, it was in the announcements, but tomorrow night, Yaku is gonna be with us again. We are doing a special showing of Sex Nation, his film he just released a couple months ago, here tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Y'all, we wanna pack this house out. So invite all of your family, all of your friends, It's, I think, $8 or $10 a ticket. If you would, uh, can they put up, perfect, text the word justice to 599 to purchase those tickets. It's gonna be a really special night. uh, Tomorrow night, we wanna invite you out. It's not gonna just educate you more on the anti-human trafficking realm, but there are some surprises in this film that I believe another level of freedom is coming to our region and nation through this film. All the proceeds because they're wildly generous. They're giving all of the proceeds to the justice residences tomorrow night. Okay, so invite literally everybody you know to be here tomorrow night at 6 p.m. The ways to give is up on the screen and let me bless you with a benediction. Exodus 33, 13, Lord, teach us your way so that we may know you and find your favor. We love you so much Mercy Culture Church. We'll see you tomorrow night.